are here, my friends, because you believe in the LGBT community and the importance of sharing our individual stories to help impact one another. Our goal at the show is to introduce you to people and ideas who are going to motivate you to pursue your dreams and empower you to believe in yourself. Okay? My name is Alex Friedlander, and I'm here to introduce you to remarkable people who have helped shift the world we live in today. Today's guest is Deanna L. Muniz. Okay, she is actually the founder of Recovery Relief, which we're gonna hear all about. Oh, yeah. She's also a mother of three, okay? Uh, one is transgender, which we're gonna speak about, and she's also an activist and has been in the healthcare field for, I think, two decades. So help me welcome Deanna to the show. All that. That's amazing. Hey, you need to. <laughs> Got to get it together. Good job, you're hired. Thank you. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. I feel very honored. Thank you. I appreciate that. Super awesome. So, uh, tell us. You know, I mean, tell us. You know, who who Deanna is. Um, you know, what recovery relief is about, and uh, share your story with us. So there's a lot of layers that come with me. People who know me out there that you're watching um, know that I come with a lot of layers, but there's a lot of purpose. Um, basically, everything that I've done in my life had a purpose. Right. It had a reason, whether career, activism, volunteering, there's a purpose and a rhyme and a reason to everything that I've done. So that's really important to me. Um, recovery Relief, long story short, got founded. Um, number one, I'm in recovery. Um, right on. Thank you. Thank you. How long um, do you have clean and um, sober? January 24, uh, 2010. So quite Yay. a few years. Um, and what we say is we just have only for today and all that kind of stuff. And that's the truth. It's I have today and, and I'm really grateful for today. So as many years that I've had, I am recovering from a lot of things. Um, it's not just drugs, alcohol, it's food, love, codependency, a lot of things that I've been... I have a lot of experience in different kind of elements and I think... Why people gravitate towards me. It's not because I'm special. I mean, people will say I'm special, but... Oh, she's special. But I'm extra <laughs> special, okay? Um, but I think it's because I just have the ability, and with my experience on life, in life, um, on this planet, it's just been a whirlwind of ups and downs and good and bad and all those things. Um, and I'm able to just connect with people authentically because... Um, to be able to empathize and to touch people um, because I've been touched by other people and their stories so and which has saved my life so to be able to do that it's it's really a gift and and I'm able to do that so part of recovery relief was being in the medical field for 20 something years I actually started with Humana Healthcare at 17 years old wow Do so what uh, well uh, originally I was like front desk okay so I had my first most of my story is like this controversial or it's, you know, stigmas and things and judgments that I look. So I had my first child at 15. So being a teen mom at 15 years old, you get all the stares, you get the rolling of the eyes, you get, the you name it, the criticism. Yeah. I've been judged by anyone and everyone. Wow. Um, it made me a stronger person. It educated me very quickly. And I realized I didn't want to be that stigmatized teen parent who was on welfare, um, and, and I, I wanted to go against what people said that I was gonna be, I went against the odds. Um, so I went from working at the mall, three jobs, taking care of my little baby, and I said, I don't wanna live like this, and I don't wanna be on welfare. So uh, a 
you know, a very good friend of mine said, why don't you just go apply, just do front desk and then work your way up. And I did. Um, I really busted my butt to do that because I wanted something better for my daughter. So I got her health insurance. Nice. Um, you know, I'm 17 years old, getting health insurance, working, you know, a real job. And I was able to get a lot of training that way. Um, so in that field, I've worked with cardiologists to surgeons, you name it. So I, what, I, what I saw was in all those demographics, whether they were senior citizens, young kids, um, pain medication. Yes. Yeah. Whether it was the kid who was in football, um, who got, got injured, injured, who mm -hmm. never thought he was going to become an addict, and no one told him that these medications, that he could become dependent and become an addict. Right. Um, I've seen the kid who got injured there, um, went from there to heroin. Um, not because he wanted to, it's not a choice, right? Right. So, as we know, and some people who don't know that, it's not a choice. So, yeah. these kids didn't choose to do that. Um, I would see the 90-year-old who was in chronic pain because they're 90 or 80 or 70, um, and they would get on opiates for mm -hmm. the arthritis or some of these, you know, conditions. Yeah. No one explained it to them, and now you have an 85-year-old person who's going to go into treatment now because now they're dependent and now they're getting ill. Yes. Um, from all anywhere in between. So as these decades, you know, we're just kind of adding, because I'm getting a little older, <laughs> but you look great. Thank you. you. Even know it. Thank you. Happiness does kind of help, you know. Yes, it does. Um, and serenity and peace and changing your life kind of helps too. Yes. Um, but I, I started to kind of collect all this data, you know, like subconsciously, and I remember it just not resonating with me. Um, I started working in the field of treatment, um, so I saw that too. I saw the ins and the outs of treatment and how that looked. And they were all ages and all demographics and all, you know, all the stereotypes. And then you'd have like a lawyer who, you know, or a pharmacist. There you go. Or a police hell, officer. Yeah. How the hell did you get here? Well, let me tell you a story. I have thousands of stories in my brain. And I take these stories and I go, okay, what can I actually do? Is there something that I can actually do? So... In my journey, I open up about my health issues. I got diagnosed with lupus when I was about 20 years old. In oh, wow. um, my 20s, part of why I went into opiates and started using opiates because with lupus, um, some people, it's an autoimmune disorder, so for everyone it's different. Um, it's a systemic kind of disease um, that can attack your joints and your bones and your organs and things like that. So um, I was very ill. I was like using walkers in my 20s. And I was constantly in the hospital, so um, anyhow. To fast forward, getting into recovery and all that, because there's a lot in between, and we just don't have enough time. Just let me know. <laughs> I have a lot of things that have happened in my life. We might have people. to do a second episode. Uh, definitely a second episode. <laughs> to fast forward, getting out of treatment, realizing that you know drugs and alcohol were not the thing for you know my depression or my pain or whatever the case may be, and that there were other ways and means to get better. Um, I was working in treatment, and I was in a lot of pain, and I'll never forget this day and tons of pain and I was like okay I work a program I've done the steps I don't know how many times I have a good reputation in recovery you know I know what it is to like kind of play the tape and do that 10 step or whatever those you know if you don't do you know 10 steps or I mean I'm sorry uh, it, it's uh, da daily inventory. 12 step meetings and things like that yeah. your daily inventory of you know did I do this today could I've done this better you take that inventory before you go to bed usually and that's what I did Anyhow, so I had done all of the above and I was still in pain. And I remember people going, you know, talk to your sponsor because I was in excruciating pain. Yeah. So I had done all the above. I called my sponsor. I talked to medical professionals and I did not want to do opiates. 
So CBD back then, like not a lot of people knew about it. So I started to research it and CBD is short for cannabidiol. And I'll explain that a little bit, but, um, so it was an alternative, you know, supplement, right? I started to talk to doctors and people in the healthcare profession that understood what cannabidiol was because they knew a little bit more than what the average person did because it really wasn't out, out, out there yet until around maybe 2018 mm, because it became legalized. True. It became legalized. That's when we opened in 2018. Nice. Which is awesome. So we're still around. And we'd like to still be around. So please follow us later. Yes. Um, but anyhow, and you'll get educated, by the way. But so I, of course, had to educate myself. And I realized, you know, this is something that, that I can use. So um, the owner of the treatment center that I was with, I trust her and she's a nurse and she's like, this is definitely safe. And when I took it that night and I had already asked all the questions and got the okays from all my gurus, you know, they're like, it's totally okay. Right. Not mind altering, you know, I could drive, I could do everything. I felt instantly better, like literally within minutes. And I was Incredible. like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. 20 something years I've been suffering. Okay. The only options were opiates, right? Prednisones and all this stuff that was killing my body. My, my liver enzymes, everything was going down. So, um, I said to my partner, I said, let's do this. Let's do this because we may not be the cure, but if I can be a piece and that's what I've been doing all along, if I could be a piece of someone's solution, right? Cause there's not one thing that's one solution. It's just like, you know, one thing is going to do it all. Right. But if I could be a part of someone's quality of life, a better quality of life, and I'm starting to get that, I know I'm not the only one. Correct. Absolutely. And I went blazing. Now, let me tell you, being in recovery, another controversy was this, and I knew it, but I had already had the facts. And I already, I knew it was going to come to me, and I knew that I was doing right. And still to this day, there's some people out there that are probably like, you know, this is really controversial and things. I don't get that so much. Yeah. What I call them is silent sufferers um, for many years. I like um, that. I call them silent sufferers. It's a plus and a minus because people out there in recovery um, have a really difficult time. We don't have a lot of options. Yeah. When you're dealing with chronic issues and chronic pain and chronic health issues, um, like what do you do? Do you go into, you know, you go into isolation going, well, you know, I can't go to a meeting with this because no one's a doctor and someone's going to tell me I'm doing something wrong. Right. You feel um, a sense of uh, shame or guilt or depression. A thousand percent. Yeah. So I call them silent sufferers. Luckily for me, people have trusted me and, and I really, I, I really thank everyone for trusting me. So I would get these messages and I just, I, I always tell everyone, just here's the information. You don't even have to buy anything from me. I'll give you links. There's a science to this. This is not placebo. I'm going to give you everything you need to empower yourself to make a better decision like I did. And if you want to come back to me, I'm always going to be here. And some people called me a year later. Some people called me three months later. Mm. Some, whatever their journey was. And I, I just feel so amazing that I can lay in my bed at night and go, someone called me back and said, I am feeling so much better because I was going to relapse, not because I wanted to, but I was in so much pain. And if I got an opiate, which is for my condition, right, then I'm relapsing. But what about my chronic pain? So some of these relapses that are out there are for people like me who are in chronic pain 24 seven. Yeah. What is the point of recovering? Right. Right. When I am suffering every minute, I'm doing everything right. But my body is doing what it wants to do. So I said, no. 
So recovery relief, the name, obviously, recovery, because yeah. we're recovering from, you don't have to be recovering for drugs and alcohol or things like that. Right. But people there's are other, recovering. Yeah. And there's other addictions out there too. Mental health issues, anxiety, depression. Yes. Yes. And just because you have anxiety and depression doesn't mean you're in recovery, but we are all on this planet recovering from something. That's been my experience with talking to thousands of people and hearing their stories. So from my own life experiences, I think we're all recovering, right? A thousand percent yeah. from something. I don't care who you are. And I tell people all the time, like, I don't know, I've learned a lot from the senior citizen community when I was working, you know, with the senior citizen community. And they all said that they were all looking for a better quality of life. That's what we're all looking for. Yeah. I don't know anyone who says they don't want a better quality of life, whether that's, you know, the bigger house, the better job, whatever that looks like to you. At the end of the day, we're all looking for one thing, a better quality of life, whatever that is. And if I can be a tiny piece of that and be even just a plant a seed of that. Yeah. Because this is my life too. And it has created that for me. So it's got to create it for someone else. Well, you're doing it. And yeah. I'm so proud of you. So let's go ahead and show them some of your products. Okay. So this is going to be like the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am education. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But I do have consultations so someone can call me and I can go through every single thing. I won't do the fast version. Um, but there's a lot of different versions of CBD, um, different products. So you'll hear edibles, gummies, you'll hear topicals, you'll hear oils. You'll, now it's Delta 8. Hmm. So a lot of people don't know that. So I'll start off with simply the OG. I call this my OG. This is the oil. So the oils have been out for many, many years. Um, this oil is a zero traces of THC. So what I decided was I needed to have a few products that had zero traces for people in recovery. I have law enforcement. People cannot have traces of THC in their bodies because of work and brain right. and things like that and just to clarify delta 8 does have thc in it correct? yes we're going to get to that okay so we're going to get to that and i'll explain the difference between delta 8 and even traces of thc that are not psychoactive okay so there's a difference so that that would be a full spectrum but this isolate is exactly what it is it gets extracted they take basically the thc out and they just keep pure cannabidiol mm. this is just the medicinal properties of the plant with just pure cannabidiol so this is the, a lot of people like the oils for that reason. They also like it because it lasts longer in your system. It okay. goes sublingually. Yeah. So anything sublingual will last longer in your body. Um, this has zero psychoactive properties. So you cannot get high. It's impossible. You can take this during the day. You can take it multiple times during the day. So a lot of people go for the oils um, for those reasons. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> so <laughs> then... So the, the edibles, we do have a broad spectrum. Back okay. in the days, broad spectrum still had a little bit of traces. The, the legal traces are the 0.03%, um, meaning that the plant fragment is still within the oil. Okay. So it gets extracted, CO2 extraction. It goes into either an oil, it goes into a gummy, right? The broad spectrums back when did have traces, but they have now with evolved with extraction processes. So we have this edible, even though it's a broad spe spectrum, it does not have any traces. So this is also zero traces THC product. Very so nice. people in recovery or people who don't want any traces in their urine or in their bodies for employment, you can also Get take it. that. Get yeah. It. This one also is really good for relaxation. So a lot of people will use it to help promote sleep. Oh, nice. Does it make you sleep? 
some people know, but what it does, it, it, it's almost like, you know, melatonin can promote yeah. that kind of relaxation or yeah. terpenes or like oils, you know, lavender, chamomile. It's very similar kind of feeling, but nice. it's excellent. So that's another um, okay. you know, awesome product. These are our like bomb products that everyone buys. So. Um, so then I'll just do the topical and then we'll talk about Delta 8 really quick. So the topicals are wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. They're very simple. They're topicals. You put them on. Um, you know your muscles any joint pain and it's this, immediate relief. Yeah within minutes Wow, and most people report this is about six hours of pain relief if they have Pre or post workout pain if you have arthritis if you have any kind of like even people will use it for neuropathy Like neuropathy pain is that kind of like that pain that you can't really get to yeah a lot of people like that, too So the topicals you cannot go wrong wham bam thank you man just Put it on. And pre- do you have to put like a good, like a large amount? No, or just, no. Just like and it's a lotion. Like cream. Yeah, okay. it's a cream, and it's very, and it's not like um, some products are like really menthol, really strong. Yeah. It doesn't have that strong, strong scent either, and it's not sticky. So people nice. love this. It's another OG product. Very good. So very nice. That's awesome. And then tell us about the Delta. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so this is where I'm gonna be totally judged, and that's okay. <laughs> so I'm ready. Bring it. So, Delta 8, the reason why I wanted to bring Delta 8 because I was kind of like, oh, do I do this, do I not, right? Um, We did all the research that we needed to do. We have customers that are not in recovery. We have customers who have had cancer. Um, We do make claims, we do not make claims, medical claims. So this Mm -hmm. is a supplement. This is not a drug like like marijuana or pills or anything like that. Right. Any chemical kind of medication, but this is a supplement. So... In research, um, the traces of THC that are in hemp, mm-hmm. um, in Delta-8 is very similar to the um, traces that are in marijuana, so that's why there is a psycho effect to this. So there's a part of the plant, of the hemp plant, that they extract that. It has cannabinoids, which is, the cannabinoids are the medicinal part getting extracted from the plant. So just imagine, it's getting extracted, we're gonna use that and put it into something so we can ingest it. Whether right. it's a gummy or oil, right? Because there's Delta-8 oils as well, and there's different ways, but mm-hmm. this is psychoactive. Why would people get a Delta-8? Because they're in chronic pain. Right. Their physician has said, listen, you know, your other options are opiates. They go, I don't want to do an opiate. I'd rather do something natural. Um, someone who has chronic insomnia, someone who has chronic um, inflammation. Someone um, who has maybe COPD and can't smoke marijuana. A thousand percent. You There's know? a lot of different reasons why people go here, but I always let everyone know this is psychoactive. You cannot drive on this. Um, you cannot you know, operate machinery, but this is the natural form and way to get and help and aid in those issues so that's why a lot of people go with the delta eight um they're strong you can you know there's a lot of different ways you can call me and i can explain this a little bit more yeah. but i do have vegan um delta eight and then we do have sour worms so who's we... excited about the vegan <laughs> you're right and they're they're really really good everyone has loved these products. I haven't had one complaint, so That's know, awesome. knock on wood, um, we're doing really good. We do test all of our products before um, we get them out, and they're all lab and third-party lab tested. That's so, awesome. and we have QR codes and lab tests to show that. So get that we are ethical. On. We have been around for a few years. I love it. And we're a woman-led business. Woman-led business. How inspiring. Is LGBTQ that? woman-led business. So Let's I think go. that's so powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. We are really breaking all kinds of stigmas, if you want to call that, you know. Um, We're very proud to be that. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So let's hop into the deeper stuff, shall we? 
Because that's where I, that's what I like. <laughs> I like the depth. I like the passion. I like the intensity. Yeah. And I, and you know you are an inspiration, Deanna. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for for saying that, and thank you for having me. Um, I hope so. You know, I tell people all the time. Um, it's good to hear that when you're alive, because the only time you you won't hear it when you're dead and people tend to do that when they're at your funeral, right? They right. talk about how great you are and all the impact that, so I, I remind people, um, who are close to me, like, um, just tell me now. Yeah. Tell me now because I want you to know who you are to me too. Now. Now. Um, not when, you know, when it's our time. So yeah, I try to do that as much as I can. So tell me what it's like to be the mother of a transgender child because so, I'm very curious as to what, you know, that experience has been for you, how it was, you know, um, who your child is. I, I, I just want to hear the whole thing. So, so it's, and that's what I was going to tell you, like before we, we started airing because, um, initially uh, they knew my kid, um, you know, back in the days. So people were close to me yeah. as he's now an, a, a young adult, he lives stealth and for stealth meaning, um, for people who don't know what stealth means, um, he doesn't just want to be identified as a trans person. Um, and some people choose to do that. Not that he's not proud of being trans, right? but he wants to be, um, a typical person that their gender, he's just not identified as his gender, but rather human. Correct. Yeah. Um, he wants a job. Be. He wants to go to school like everybody else. And he doesn't want to just focused on being trans, but he understands my advocacy and he understands my activism towards because um, most families um, when they have uh, kids or they have family members uh, they become homeless because of uh, discrimination uh, the, the parents are not educated um, there's cultural differences there's religious differences um, and then they are very high risk for being homeless um, and most of the community is homeless wow that's so, so incredibly sad and um, a lot of the community is also um, murdered Especially murdered, um, especially um, wow. transgender uh, color of color. So uh, trans That's women intense. are the highest percentage of murders and, and rates. Um, trans men have also been murdered. You don't see all these things on the news. I guess it's not newsworthy. Um, but yeah, but it will hundreds, be. It should be hundreds of, of people uh, get murdered every year, and that's not even counting globally. Um, in the U.S. because they're trans, so being stealth is their safety. So my son prefers to be safe. Right. So I I have well, kind good for of him. yeah, and and that's his right. Yeah, absolutely. Being a parent, um, I had to learn things very quickly. Um, I knew because I had I have raised four kids, so I had uh, biological females and um, obviously males. Um, he had a brother as well, and um, his brother had passed away in two thousand eight. Oh, so, so sorry to hear that. So there was a lot of things that were kind of happening in my life. So um, when he was in like fifth grade, I started to see, which now we call depression and anxiety. I wasn't kind of sure what was going on. Yeah. Um, two weeks into sixth grade, I got a text message. A matter of fact text message. I'm transgender. I would like my name, my pronouns. Already had basically the verbiage. And um, I remember I was like, my husband at the time was working third shift. And I didn't, who am I going to call him? Oh, you want to hear the text message I got? Um, right, that's a yeah, that's that's something was, that's something to process. It was a lot to process. Um, all I knew was the condition that I saw my child um, in fetal position in the bedroom, shaking. 
was, I don't know exactly what this means, but I know I'm going to get the help that we need and I'm going to go seek that. Um, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that we know what this is, um, that he's, he's going to be okay mentally, physically, emotionally. And then I have the tools to carry that out. Yes, girl. Yes. You know, so there was like, it was a lot and I've lost family members. Um, I've lost a lot of friends because of this transition and, um, it showed me a lot. It showed me a lot, but it also made us so much stronger. Absolutely. And it really right. made my activism even stronger. Um, I w at first I would go into emotions, but more I'm into education because education, emotions don't, you know, you've got to put the I over the E, the intellect over the emotion. Um, I had to do that. If I'd stay in emotion with these kind of issues, because yeah. we're talking about medical, we're talking about schools, we're talking about, wait, what about the neighbors? Wait, wow. what about yeah. grandma? There's wow. so many layers and I couldn't do it all at once. Yeah. So I had this whole thing. And now um, with my story, I talked to other parents who are, I really want to get to the parents and the families that are struggling. Okay. Not that I don't want to talk to the, of course, I'm always there for anyone. No, the but ones, it's like, um, and I'm sorry to kind of yeah, get along, no. but it's kind of like, you know, I, I had uh, Lexi Goza on my show and she was talking about PFLAG. So it's kind of like, you know, what it seems like you're kind of trying to create some form of like a... Uh, transgender or gender neutral uh, support and safety and support and safety you know community so like without judgment because a lot of times the parents if they are not understanding or um, you know just you don't I, I have to look at them and go okay is this religion you mm, know yeah is this culture you know, um, let me not come in this in judgment. Let me see what you are struggling with and let me simplify what that is because at the end of the day, your kid is at risk of dying. Right. And I have already lost a child and that is a pain that you can never, ever, ever take away. And if there's something I could do to prevent that, then if I can be a part of that solution to simplify something that seems so complicated at the end of the day, we as parents, regardless of whatever title, gender our children are we are responsible for their mental their physical and their emotional needs and that's all we have to understand you will never understand a transgender person if you're not you don't need to you need to empathize and find out how you can be there for them that's what i realized that's a long story short of simplifying something right yeah i love the passion and the compassion that you bring to the table because it's it's needed within the community it's life or death it is it's literally life or death. There's a kid out there right now, and I hope that someone shares this because I am there for you, and there's many other people like me out there that is in their room thinking there's no one listening, no one's gonna help me, I might as well die. There are resources, there is help, and parents who are struggling, you are not alone. It is okay to be where you're at, but let's get you on a page of contentment of let's just make sure that you're all okay yeah that's beautiful so reach out to her okay we're Definitely. gonna put her information here and um you know if anybody's struggling out there you're not alone you're not alone definitely not and uh you're not allowed to give up either yeah. you know life life is complicated but um if we just get out of our way yeah for a second because we're all, like I said, we're all trying to find a better quality of life. Yeah. Whether you're trans, LGBTQ, plus, plus, IA, whatever your title is, you have no gender. 
we all want a better quality of life. Yeah. And it is our right. Right. It's our right, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So I want to know, you know, I mean, you're doing so much. What is, what's like uh, the thing that kind of makes you the happiest? You're, you're dipping your hands in different areas. Yeah. You're helping the community. What what makes you the happiest? I think <laughs> my partner's raising her hand. Yes, we. Yes, you make me so happy. You really, really do. But before she came and brought like everything together in my happiness, right? She's a piece of that. Right. Ultimately, everything, like I said, had a purpose and a rhyme and a reason, whether I was in healthcare, whether I was in mental health, whether I, my story, I have survived also suicide. Hmm. Um, and that's something I don't talk about often, um, but I have. Part of me surviving, and not only surviving, but continuing to go on, was hearing that I wasn't alone. Yes. That there were other people just like me. Right. That I didn't have to do it all in one day. And me giving back today because I have given back to myself and people have given to me is healing. So I was powerless over my son passing away. He was three and a half years old, so I watched him die. I was powerless over that and I said, oh, there's a God and I was so angry and there's, why didn't my son get a miracle and having all that and that's a whole other part that you'll have to do a whole nother story on that. Yeah, for sure. That, and, and you were brought back and you're using your story to help impact others. Yeah. And that's what this whole thing's about. Yeah. So and I didn't think, thank you, I didn't think that was going to be my story. I was just like, why am I here? Right. I got brought back. Um, and that's a whole other volume. But to answer your question again, I think that um, I found a purpose. Right. I didn't know I had one. Mm. I didn't feel like I had one. Struggling with my own depression and anxiety. Um, for most of my life right. and mental health issues. Um, I knew that if I could get better, even if it's 2%, 5%, we can get better some one way. And I was able to find these amazing gurus of people who were just so in your face. Like they just said it raw, cut and uncensored. And they said, honey, you have a purpose. Believe in yourself and I'm gonna show you what I did. And then this other woman showed me and then this other woman showed me. And I just collected this data of hundreds and of stories and, and you also surrounded yourself with people that you admired and that brought value into your life and that were positive a thousand percent like who you surround yourself with you end up becoming and I think that a lot of people don't realize that and settle for the bare minimum because they're they lack that self-worthiness that takes effort and work to get to a thousand percent you know and um and I think what you're doing is is amazing. So don't stop. Thank you. Tell me something um, that you wish that you could see more within the community. Um, what, in my experience, right? I can't speak, even though I am an LGBTQ person, um, I'm under that umbrella, which that's a whole other journey too, because um, I was married to a man and there was a lot of confusion when I came out. I came out at, at uh, I think I was like 20. Okay. But I knew like at 12. Actually, yeah. I started getting ding, ding, ding when I was five. Yeah. Same. Boy George. Oh my gosh. Boy George was like a man, but he was like female and he was androgynous. I didn't know the name, but I was just so attracted to that energy. And I always have been. And anyhow, so I found out through this education that um, I identify as pansexual. Okay. Um, so I'm in a lesbian relationship. So I had to kind of explain that to my lesbian fiance. 
<laughs> who's very much a lesbian, <laughs> um, what pansexual was because I was identifying originally as bisexual, but that never really resonated to me either. But I just took the term because I was like, well, that's the closest thing. <laughs> I'll take it, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I knew I was on the rainbow, right? Right, right. <laughs> I was on the rainbow. <laughs> Um, definitely, and and mostly um, attracted to females and the energy and all that. So, yeah. um, but anyhow, um, but the LGBTQ community, in my experience, what I've seen is specifically trans people. I know a lot of people are scared to ask questions, and believe it or not, a lot of trans people are open as long as you're respectful. You know, you don't need to know what's in people's pants to get correct. But you can ask. You know, like how do I handle this situation or you know, um, let's say that a, a I need to be educated. Right, you? I need to be educated. I, I don't know anything, and it's really simple. I don't know anything about a trans woman's experience. Can can I go to lunch with you? Or yes. can we talk on the phone? And let them tell, because each trans person, just like we have different experiences, even though if you're a lesbian, you may have a totally different experience than mine. Right. Um, it, you know, allow someone. Um, someone doesn't know what's in my pants. And I identify as female, but you don't know if I'm trans. It's none of your business unless I allow that. Very so true. It's very simple. That's the thing, guys. It's simple. Everyone out there, it's simple. We just respect whoever they want to be presented as. What's your name? Pronouns. And then if you don't know, if you kindly ask, you're going to get a kind answer. And actually a very grateful, they're, you know, the trans community has been grateful to give these resources because they want. They want to be acknowledged. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want jobs. Yeah. They, 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 they want, want to go to school. They want to have families like everybody else. And so. as they should. Yep. As they should. So that, that just simplifies, you know, something that's very, you know, we get into our heads of what we think it should be, but. Stop the know. fear. Yeah, yeah, we don't know until we ask. A thousand so start asking questions. Yeah. And I'm going to start doing the same thing because I think it's important yeah. to educate yourself. Yep. You know, there's, there's so many resources out there and I think it's just fear that holds us back from educating ourselves because, you know, at the end of the day, the world is just going to get more real, I hope. Oh, it's, it's here. You know? It's I here. Mean, things that are happening nowadays, you know, marijuana's legal. People yep. are, are, you know, transitioning. People are becoming who they really want to become. Yeah. Despite what, you know, society, society thinks. Yeah. And, and what society's been taught. Thing. Right. Because what the truth is... What we've been is, conditioned to believe right. is right or wrong. Right. And the truth is, the, these things have been happening for centuries. Yeah. I mean, look at ancient murals of art. I mean, homosexuality's been around forever. Good, good point. Right? That Trans good point. people have been around forever. The only difference is, is that we are feeling safer to be ourselves. There's more medical interventions now. Thank God There's, for that. Right. So Thank God for that, yeah. It's been here. This just, it isn't a fad because people think, well, how come there's so many trans people now? They've been living in the dark yeah, for under ages. A rock, probably. This is not new. Gay people, lesbian people, we've been around forever, centuries. We're just finally starting to be proud. Out and proud and As we're we safe. To be. And we need allies to keep us safe. Yeah. You know, we need, we need people we to, to. And, we, and, and you know what? They're, there's so many out there. Yeah. There really are. So, you know, if, if, again, if you're struggling or you need support or you need people, there are allies out there. Yeah. There's, there are, you know, um, straight allies, gay allies, yeah. 
I mean, you just have to reach out. You have to reach out. Yeah. So, you know, to finish up, what, what's the, uh, the impact that you want to leave, the impact and the legacy that you want to leave behind? The legacy I want to leave behind, it's so funny that you say that word because a lot of people don't say that word. And, and I actually tell it to, you know, people who are close to me, I always tell them I want to leave a legacy. And, and the legacy is that you are who you say you are, mm. right? Uh, Maya Angelou, you do better when you know better, right? Um, I want to leave a legacy that it's very simple to just be compassionate, loving, caring, and you are who you say you are. It's that simple. If I could just simplify and put love and compassion as a whole, because I know a lot of people just throw that out, but it's also an action. Right. Sometimes it's volunteering. Sometimes it's staying on the phone with someone. Sometimes it's just, you know, working all day long, coming to a podcast and saying, you know what? As much as I'm tired, I get to do this today. Mm. It's a choice. And I believe that I'm a warrior because I have survived so many things. And what makes us a worry is that not only do we survive, but we keep going. Yes, and that's girl. a choice. And yes. I choose that today. So I choose to be here. And I'm so grateful that you had me here. So the legacy is to keep it simple. You are who you say you are. We have very small period of time on this planet. Really? The, it's true. Uh, you know, we're here today and gone tomorrow. What difference did I make? Did I get self-fulfillment? Mm. Did I mean anything? And what belongs to me is okay it doesn't have to be your story but we're all in this together right so that's and you know what, what? I think also a part of your legacy is the fact that you're choosing to share your story with the world yeah. because that is courageous and it takes guts yeah. and not everyone is willing to put themselves out there it's so vulnerable. thank you thank, thank you. you for doing it Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. I feel very grateful. Thank you for anyone watching this. Um, everything that I have said to you in, in this podcast, I mean that. You can get a hold of me, anyone struggling. Um, I've been there. I still struggle. I have my struggles, even though I, I choose to do this. We're in this together, um, and it, there's power in numbers. So. That's awesome. Thank Beautiful. You. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. You killed it. Thank you. Yes. Oh,